Welcome back to Unemployed. I am unemployed today. Very hard. I'm Anna Roysman, and this is the podcast for you right there who probably, I don't know, you probably have a job, but maybe you didn't at one time. Maybe you don't right now. I don't know. Ellen. Ellen has a job. She's here, too. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ellen. Hi, but I've been there. I've been unemployed. I feel your pain if you are unemployed. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk to people today about, I don't know. Job shit. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe though we've done we've done so many great episodes lately, and we've talked to some strangers. I'd say from the internet who are now friends, mm-hmm. and I feel good when we do that. I really like connecting with people. It's like it doesn't matter where you are. We've all gone through like shitty jobs, shitty bosses, layoffs, furloughs. Mm-hmm. That's a word of twenty twenty furlough. I know it's a it's a word you didn't really hear that much before twenty twenty. Right Mm -hmm. now it's like you hear it a lot and it almost sounds like a fancy version of getting laid off. Like it it sounds totally is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm furloughed. I'm like, what's that? I'm fired, but they're dangling like a little carrot. I don't know. (laughs) At the end. At the end of this tunnel. There's like a little tiny little piece of gold. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I honestly don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. You might come back. You might not. It's like that's like that's like a dating someone. Right. (laughs) Who's like, yeah, I'd love to see you again. And then they leave you for a long time and then they (laughs) might call you back. They might not. Yeah. Right. And usually it'll be like a 2 a.m. text or something when they're like bored or drunk and they're kind of like, oh, I would hook up with that person tonight. And they're like, hey, it's been a while. And you're like, yeah, it's been four months and you haven't texted. So why 2 a.m.? You know what I wanted to talk about? So this episode's going to come out after Thanksgiving. But what is Thanksgiving this year, right? We could have fucking Thanksgiving in April and you would probably it would probably be fine. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the week of Thanksgiving, like when you have a job, is such a a wild week. Like every year they made it earlier when you're out of work. Like at least for me, not I'll say not for HQ. We didn't have holidays. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we powered through. Yeah. But like when you have other jobs, right? Like usually you get off like probably the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or Tuesday or mm-hmm. like you get like an extra long weekend. It's nice. Mhm. Did you ever like have that did you travel home? Like did you have that like Thanksgiving travel day like going Yeah, like, I've done it in the past. Taking a train or driving or flying or It's it's been a while. Last year I I went to Thanksgiving dinner and then and right after I finished, I went right to the HQ office and produced a show. Uh, right. <laughs> so I guess this is the first year in a while that I'll be doing a, some sort of, you know, relaxed Thanksgiving re- uh, vacation. But again, it's just going to be like me and my boyfriend at home with our cat. So, <laughs> which is most people, I think, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, a lot this, of people this year doing that. I feel bummed, too, because I used to, like, I loved Thanksgiving, and when I had, like, my day job, I used to, like, go home, even though Wednesday before Thanksgiving was always a nightmare day to travel with a dog at at Penn Station, and yet I did it for four years straight. I missed my train every year. And then (laughs) I've never missed a train before. That sounds so stressful. Ellen, every year. I was, like, at work. My boss one year took us out to lunch and was, like, bottles of wine. So I was probably drunk. And I, like, got I like got in an Uber to go to Penn Station, which is, like, a huge mistake going across town because we were on the east side oh, yeah. and Penn Station's no. on the west side with my dog with a huge bag. Yeah, I just remember, like, getting there and they're, like, the train left. And I'm, like, oh, shit. And I, like, had to st- – they're all sold out on that day. So you have to, like, stand by the machine, push, 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 you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So mm, no, no thanks. <laughs> then when I got home, it was a nice meal. My parents do a, a good Thanksgiving. But yeah, the last two years I was at HQ, and I think I had Thanksgiving like like I took off Friday or like I you know went home like I played around with the timing. But yeah, it was like a twenty four hour thing, and like you're back in the studio, you know. Yeah. Like honestly, I like not having to travel for vacation or for holidays. Um, I'm kind of glad because you always. You lose a day almost when you have to travel yeah. to go see your parents. So it's kind of nice to just be able to stay in 
the city and really like soak up that those 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 hours off but (laughs) yeah yeah okay so I am so excited for our guests today they are two of my friends from comedy very funny girls we used to perform together back when performing was a thing not on a screen I mean live comedy Uh, anyway they have an amazing podcast I've done an episode of it we had so much fun it's called We Stand Together guys give it up for Caitlin Bitsagayo and Lauren Brickman hi so, wow, same pitch. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. That you. was beautiful. Do you guys do harmonies too? That was You know, we are working <laughs> on it, but we have truly just sort of started to fully become the same person and yeah. it's Got getting it. harder and harder to have an individual identity. It's true. Well, right now mine is still the one that can't sing, which isn't Okay. It's the sad thing to hang my hat on, but as our voices merge, I'm excited about getting much better. I mean, Caitlin, we're living through a pandemic, you know. That could be a hobby you pick up, you know. Like you come out of this I, a full-on singer. Full-on opera. <gasps> I love that for you. What a plot twist. Yeah, people are learning instruments. Why not? <laughs> Learn the real instrument, your voice. Yeah. What a, that would be so fun if that was our Freaky Friday. You became a singer and suddenly I climb mountains. That could be a thing that we do, <laughs> each do. Do you hike? Is that what yes, she means by yes. you climb out? Oh, no, she's she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Like she's serious. It's like true. a rope, like with the ropes and everything. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't have to like scale it. You, you just you just hike it up a bit. But you know, it's hardcore. Yeah. She's hardcore. Okay. It's a lot. I was on the climbing team at camp, but that was mostly because we got to do the rock climbing competition at this other camp that had amazing food, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh, if you're on the climbing team, you'll get to eat lunch at." Camp Laurel and like they have dope sandwiches. So like that was the reason I joined. I love that. There's not there's not very good food on Kilimanjaro, so I would not (laughs) pursue it for that reason. Don't hike for the sandwiches. Oh yeah. So how are you guys? How has your quarantine been? Where are you right now? Uh Lauren's in a closet. So Mm -hmm. I'm in a closet. Uh I (laughs) yes, I live in my closet now. No, I've I've stuck out quarantine here in Astoria. I've been living that Queen's life. Uh You know, uh, I feel like a hamster. I just, everything happens in one room. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's great. It's been wild. Caitlin is probably one of the only people I've seen IRL and only three times. But we were, she was just realizing the other day, she was like, yeah, I was about to tell someone that I see you, but it's been three times since March. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's that's not many times. But it feels like very regular contact compared to <laughs> everyone else. All other humans that are not my husband. Yeah. It, yeah. It I've probably seen, I think I can count on my 10 fingers the people I've seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. 100%. It's so weird. But now it's kind of normal. And I'm like, I'm fine never seeing people ever again. <laughs> You're in it for the no, long haul. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and Caitlin, where are you? Where oh, have you been I've quarantined? I've been staying Jersey strong. You know it. Um, oh, over yeah. here in Jersey City. Just seeing the sights. You see a light rail go by right behind me. Just right <laughs> on beautiful. cue. Um, yeah. But hey, congrats to you. You know, they legalized weed there. That Jersey's Absolutely. a hot spot now. Absolutely. We, no wonder Brickman's like, oh, what do you know? It's time to go for my one-month visit to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two for one now. Yep, huh? mm-hmm. You get Caitlin mm-hmm, and you get legal mm-hmm, weed. 100%. That is that is the deal. <laughs> Every time you see Caitlin, you get a free bag of weed. It's like, yeah. it's yeah. so cool. The governor just all gives of, them to me and then I pass them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caitlin's going to be all of our one friend we see so often. <laughs> Um, so tell me, you've both been employed, you told me, during this time. Have you both been yes. working? Yes. yes. Wow. But I have to this say. This is huge. This, this is, is like wild. This is like having someone who doesn't speak English, you know, on the hot <laughs> note. Well, uh, I mean, we have exciting news because Caitlin I, went on a big journey today. I have iconic timing for doing this podcast. My job ended today. So no. I'm unemployed as of about an oh hour before this podcast. Wow. Thank God. Congratulations. We're I know 50%. I'm back at it. <laughs> Oh my God! You look beautiful. Your skin looks great. Oh, you look like and it was horrible this morning. Out. When I had a job, it was really rough. And mm-hmm. since quitting time, I'm looking great. Mm-hmm. So you quit? I was going to ask how. How? No. Which way did it end? No, the the, the job just ended. Um, <laughs> okay. It wasn't. It got it. Wasn't. It died of natural causes. Yeah, it wasn't ill will on either side that I know of. Okay. I mean, they told me everyone else was ending today, but I don't know. Got Maybe it. they're secretly. Were you writing like, on a show? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. Those come to an end. Unfortunately, we picked a field where we are as much unemployed as we are employed. Yes. Right? Yeah. My yeah. husband put I- it as, um, you have a lot of first days of school. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, That's yeah, so I do meet new coworkers constantly, like have to redo the same thing over and mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Can I ask what the show was? It uh, It is a or is? show that it. OK, so this is what's crazy. I don't know if I can say what the show is exactly, but I can't okay. say either show that I've worked on this quarantine, but both are magic shows. <laughs> wow. Wow. Caitlin's become a magician in quarantine. It's really exciting. Yeah. Nice. So, You're really building up that magic resume. Yes. And, like right that's a, that's a very niche writing job. Yes, writing. and my boss at the first job told me you will start to get jobs a lot in this uh, arena because of having one thing on your resume. And sure enough, I just finished the second job. That's that's cool. Can I ask, it is, is, fun. It, it's is fun. it like magic and comedy? Or yes, just yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, those are great. I have a feeling I know what it is. Lauren, how's your job set right now? I, I, I see the tweets. I see <laughs> some of the... I I have I have been uh, gainfully employed through quarantine in the world of academia. I, That's beautiful. Uh, I started I started as simply an adjunct at, at the beginning of quarantine, and now I'm wearing a lot of hats. I've joined committees. I've become an adv- academic advisor. I, oh wow! It's weird. <laughs> it's been a journey. You are a partial owner of a college mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping for president by next week. That's my. Oh my god. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> uh, and is it like so? You weren't going to take on these new roles outside of quarantine. This just kind of happened all, along the way. Yeah, it all kind of a combination of different factors. Uh, it happened. You know, like different it's been interesting like the the needs of like distance learning and like staffing and all this stuff there's just been like uh yeah just like it it happened that they sort of needed to streamline positions and different things like that and Mm -hmm. somehow I ended up yeah and I'm well, you're a yeah. performer, too. Yes. You're good at it. Thank you so, so much. they put you with a microphone on a camera, it's like, hello, she knows what to do. I, my, one of my students the other day was like, thank you so much for not being boring. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's what I. That's nice. I was going to ask that, though, because you obviously have the inside scoop. Like, I imagine there are half the teachers in our mm-hmm. country are like, have no fucking clue how to teach on Zoom or yeah. like teach online and are just like. It's fascinating. I'm teaching at three different schools right now. So I have Whoa. three different communities, three different sort of like populations. And it's so interesting to get so many different perspectives from the teachers that I work with, from the students that I work with. And also because I'm in uh education I get a lot of people reaching out from like other places telling me their stories like I have a friend who's in nursing school right now and Mm -hmm. every time something awful happens in one of her classes she like texts me immediately to be like what would you do if this happened in your classroom (laughs) and I'm like not what this person did yeah (laughs) or because you can't like talk shit with anyone because you're all online like Jared was saying that about Mm -hmm. his job he's like you can't you're not gonna slack someone like hey what does she mean by that like you're (laughs) it is so strange and like there are people that I talk to every day at work who I've never met in real life and that's weird and like Mm -hmm. I don't know everything's weird and I there's so many zooms and I was just complaining to Caitlin about this. Something that I do not like, though, about quarantine is Zoom invites without consent. People need to stop adding stuff to my calendar without me saying I'm free. (laughs) They do that? Sometimes people will just add something to your calendar without consent. And I'm like, stop putting stuff on my calendar. Yeah, you're like, that's my bath time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Busy day. Busy day. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's great. Oh, man. But yeah, it's wild. Um, well, I'm glad you're employed, and it it's, must feel good knowing that we all were not mm-hmm. for not not knowing your friends were not, but like most people were. Well, not. you know, it was. I will say this though: like education is, it's a really scary time. Uh, f- you know, people are making the powers that be are making crazy choices and cutting things left and right, and mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot. There's been a lot of you know. I was going to meetings, meeting with like the you know, different civic leaders and different representatives and, you know, and there's trying to pull a lot of stuff. So I pay attention to what's going on in your public school system because, you know, they're trying right now to make classes larger to save money and they're trying to cut adjunct positions and they're trying, there's a lot of stuff. um, I'm like larger online too. Yeah. 
that's that's yeah there's a lot of hard there's a lot of crazy stuff happening and so um you know I yeah so nothing is guaranteed and there's been a lot a lot of work in advocating trying to protect our students to give them what they deserve well, I'm still very impressed by what you do. And the fact that you've done it and also been a comedian as long as I've known you. So <laughs> she leads two lives and she does them both amazing. Well, so. her, oh, her little hack is she doesn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's She's cool. a vampire. <laughs> well, yeah, she's in a closet. So it's it's no, I, lo- <laughs> I will be. Yeah, this is where I rest at night once. <laughs> um, I'm in my closet half the day, too. I do voiceover stuff in there, but I, I, for some reason I need space for the podcast, yeah. even yeah. though it's probably be better sound but you know yeah uh, but you need your next space. time <laughs> yeah, i need my i need my arms yeah, yeah. so i want to take it back before you were both these successful uh you know <laughs> the the successes that you are caitlin i'm sorry success i meant like yesterday mm-hmm. but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You got that. Um, I want to know what were your first jobs ever? Like before you were working in entertainment mm-hmm. or teaching, what were you, what was like the first job you ever had? Go ahead, Lauren, cuz i got to think. Uh, I think the first, honestly, my first, besides like babysitting, I guess the first thing I made money doing was like babysitting, but like my first like on the books job was actually it it, being a teacher's assistant. Uh, There was a children's theater in Oklahoma uh, where I grew up and they would offer like art classes and theater classes and stuff like that. And it was a dope gig for teenagers. I think I was like 15 when I got hired for the first time and wow yeah you would get and if you did like a summer camp like you'd make a couple hundred bucks a week being a TA and then uh, over the years you could by the time I was a senior in high school I moved up to I got their Amer- oh, yeah. I got their AmeriCorps position for a semester oh wow and my senior year of high school I this is a hack I never told i lied to my school because you could do an internship but I turned my internship into a paid job and oh wow my senior year of high school she's a business woman okay I forget and my like I forget exactly the title they gave me but I became like the I oversaw all the volunteers so anyone that was volunteering (laughs) they had a report they were called volunteers so like because like a lot of um schools did you make that up or is no that was a thing that they were called because there were a lot of schools that required um like volunteer hours to graduate and so there was like a program where you could like do your volunteer hours at this like children's theater arts theater um and so I was in charge of the volunteers and I had to run like a teen leadership camp and like get them all ready to support um, but you were a teen but I was a teen I had an office (laughs) oh my god they really (laughs) listen you saw it you were like internship I see dollar signs yeah (laughs) bye bye I was it was very explicit that you were not supposed to work. It was supposed to be an internship, but I just ignored that and got a job and had an office. And I, to this day, cannot believe that I did that. So you got the teacher bug early. Yeah. Were you like commiserating with your own high school teachers being like these kids, right? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like I, I, this is part of why Caitlin knows this. I, on our last live stream, they got a video message from my middle school, high school drama teacher. Part of the reason we're still buddies is because I, in high school, I'd look at him and I'd be like, Michael, let's just be real. We're, we're on the same plane. Michael. (laughs) I would be like, let's just like, let's be real. Did other people call him Michael? Yeah. Um, there was was a small group of us that thought we had permission to do so and he to be honest kind of rolled with it uh oh. so yeah but that was yeah I kind of started yeah I got the education book really early that was my first real job that's amazing I love that <laughs> you were a 50 year old woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and you then, were basically doing the job yeah and then I've had other I've had a bunch of other random jobs but that was the first you know what it's funny similarly my first jobs were in academia not teaching but actually working for like departments at my school mm. and like mm-hmm. admin side stuff yeah um like working for like uh, I worked for the Victorian Literature Journal of Indiana Ooh. University. Wow. Loved that Beautiful. job. It was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I liked hanging out with grad students and being mature. <laughs> Both of you were like, we're beyond our years. We need to hang out with the older crowd. <laughs> I guess so. Looking back, first of all, they were 26, which is hilarious that they were like, wow, Old. these people are wise. Like, they get it and they've seen things. <laughs> And they were 26-year-olds who hung out in a weird part of the English building. So they were 
I mean, I think they're cool still. But looking back, was that the epitome? I don't know. <laughs> and you were what, like 18, 19? 19, probably 20, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And did you guys work, like, were you working through, well, you, that was in college, yeah. obviously. Uh, what were your first jobs when you worked, moved to New York City? Uh, did you come here so with a job I or anything? Was a, I also was a T, or no, we didn't use the term TA. What was it? Assistant instructor? Which meant you could have your own um, class mm. unit. Um, which I taught at Rutgers in New Jersey, where I famously uh-huh. still live. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my first job, like, I also worked kind of like admin, like secretary stuff at a mm-hmm. um, production company. Mm. That's fun. So I've kind of always been in those two lanes as far as, like, non-entertainment jobs, either, like, teaching or, like, clerical admin. Yeah. Yeah. I... You came here for school, right? Yeah, in college, I did a lot of, like, admin jobs. I, again, I was running a lot of games on campus. I was using that work study. (laughs) I had, I had, I was wheeling and dealing all over. I tricked, I got an alcohol violation. Was she a drug dealer? (laughs) No, but I did take an alcohol violation and turn it into creating a program on my campus that resulted in the school paying to send me to a women's leadership conference in D.C., um, what? You were like, DC sounds nice. I'm going to work this shit. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. I was like, I got in trouble, but it's because we don't have counter programming to alcohol. So, like, what we really need is a mental. And here's the kicker um, I am now, years later, got hired back at my alma. Stop. Uh, at my undergrad. And now I'm the academic, I'm like the advisor for the performing arts mentor program that I started when I was an undergrad. <laughs> What? Full circle, baby. That is a that is the world turning. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's wild. wait, so what happened? You got in trouble with alcohol. So we and were, then you were like we were technically a dry campus and we got I got oh. caught with alcohol, which was a violation, and um got in trouble. <laughs> and I'm one of those girls, I like if I get in trouble, like I will I overcorrect so hard. Like I hate being in trouble. So I was like, mm, we have to fix it. So I like I, I, like, created a mentorship program so that when freshmen in the theater program would get paired with a, a, a buddy mm-hmm. and the mentorship program created programming that was not where there was no alcohol, like, so that you... Because I think so, like hang out with your senior buddy mm-hmm. Be- and go to a movie. Yeah, because outside of production, the only hangouts were, like, party parties, right? Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, wholesome yeah. fun. So we created the Performing Arts Mentor Program, um... And it's still alive today, which is kind of cool. Wow. That is do so they drink, funny. though? Or do they? No, they, do there's, they, pr- they, they still put on, like, I mean, who knows what they're doing on their personal time. But, like, the whole idea of the Performing Arts Mentor Program is that they, like, cu- like cultivate. And they do, like, we did this year, we did, like, um, training on, like, how to have difficult conversations about, like, microaggressions and, and different mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, the Performing Arts Mentors also help make sure that the incoming students understand about, like, Title IX and different things like that. Conversations that, like information you're getting from faculty in other places but like hearing it from a peer can sometimes be more impactful so we like teach the mentors how to talk about those things i should go i think i should sign up for <laughs> yeah this. it's great um this sounds lovely it is you know i have too many time too many uh, minutes with my thoughts you know, in a day <laughs> so it's just like you know mm-hmm. could use some training at yeah. this point yeah <laughs> It's crazy, but I've also done, I don't know. I've I've worked so many weird jobs. I'm a person who's like terrified of not having a job, so I will work. I've done it all. I worked at a grilled cheese place for a while. You know, sometimes really? you just have to. Yeah, Melt Shop, baby. I didn't know you oh. worked at Melt Shop. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. I in- we would have come. <laughs> I don't think I had met. I think it was actually right before I met either of you. I had. I think it was like I moved I, after grad school, and I, I moved back to New York in 2012, and then. I left town for a few months to do Annie up in Maine. Wow. Obviously. You as one it. does. And then I came back <laughs> and, like, w- needed a job and panicked and uh, saw that Melt Shop was hiring and worked at Melt Shop for, like, two months opening. I thought you were going to say two years. No, I worked there for, like, <laughs> two months um, before, you know, realizing commuting from Queens to Manhattan at, like, four in the morning to do the breakfast shift at Melt Shop was not a smart choice. <laughs> Not worth it. No. Wow. When you say panic when you're unemployed, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, w- what do you do in that 
situation? Do you just go online and you're like, I'll take any job. I need a job. I, or- I will. I hunt. I go on the hunt and I will find I overcorrect so hard. That's part of how I'm in the situation I'm in right now with work is that when the quarantine started, I panicked so hard that I basically mm-hmm. reached out to every one of my bosses and it was just like anything you need, I'll do. Mm-hmm. That's smart. I'm that though. person, though. I freak out. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, I guess none of us have to do anything anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll tie dye a sweatshirt and see how that goes. Uh, that's literally where my brain has been. Um, but the sweatshirt so looks I, really beautiful. So I think you made the right so call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, guys, join the Patreon. Watch this video. You can see my gorgeous sweatshirt. You can see their beautiful makeup. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Your lips are really screaming holiday to me yeah. right now. Second time I put them on lipstick all week. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever work in restaurants, Caitlin? Or uh, oh, I was gonna say no, but then I remembered that I briefly did, but like briefly, like six weeks, similarly. And I don't know why I was hired because I didn't really have any experience. Uh, <laughs> but the place, I don't. It was like a sketchy place. Looking mm-hmm. back, like I, 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 you're like this is not. Ha- how does this place make money? Cause it's not selling drinks and food. So what's going on? Like, why well, it was just dead. It was. Yeah. Or did they, it was dead and it had been a restaurant previously that was very popular. So why mm-hmm. did it change into an unpopular restaurant that hired mm-hmm. me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, that it all happened at once. They hired you and suddenly everyone was scared. It's true. <laughs> no, that would be fair. It was also one of those places that it's horrible where it's like, it's actually very cool. Um, you're the bartender and the waitstaff and the host. And that's cool because oh, wow. you don't have to tip out anyone. It's like, yeah, I also don't get any tips because the service is horrible because there's one person here. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I once trained on they... that unless you asked me. <laughs> you flopped it out of your mind. Yeah. I trained. I worked in restaurants forever, but I trained at a place once. And it was like one night they they had me work until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. They cl- they were open till they were like one of those restaurants that all, in the Lower East Side that was like also a very big bar scene and yeah. like upstairs yeah. upstairs is open really late but like the kitchen closes at one but like the bar appears till four whatever and uh, at the end of the night I remember being like and how how will I get paid for this <laughs> training shift because I had already gotten the job and there was like a training shift and and they were like oh yeah you can have a meal uh, and and a cocktail I was like it's 3 a.m. I'm not hungry. I want to go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. And then they were like, well, if you want to hang out with us in the back. And I was like, oh, they're like doing cocaine. I was like, no, I'm I'm good. And I never got paid. <gasps> there I, I just forgot about that place. There's no bigger industry, I feel like, of abusive wages than restaurants. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. I'm glad you stayed out of it then. <laughs> Yeah, you're like one one six weeks you know, stint, and you forgot about. Speaking it, of clearly. Kilimanjaro, I was on a trip <laughs> with um, like eight British people were in the group, and they were asking my husband and I, like, we're like, when we're in the states, we never know what to tip, and we're like twenty percent and minimum. And they're like, huh? Well, we just never know. And I'm like, well, I just told you directly, and oh. <laughs> and they were like, hmm, hard to say. And then I was. My husband was explaining they don't make much money unless you tip them. And I was like, right. I feel like I need to say the number. It's $2 an hour. And that's if they decide to pay you, which they <laughs> often don't. And they were like, no, I don't think that's right. I'm like, well, you live in London. So, right. So just stay there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's totally different. Because they were so like, it, it, no industry could run that way. It's like, it does. So It does. Unfortunately, it does. Yeah. Lauren, what are some of your weird jobs? You said you've had all the weirdest jobs. We've done... We've done weird jobs together, probably. Yeah, there's been so many. I mean, I got hired once to dress up like a milkmaid and hand deliver invitations to a gala. Um, (laughs) A gala? What kind of gala? It was a fundraiser gala for, I forget what. Um, I've been in- Cows? (laughs) I I was a milkmaid and there was another actor who was like a princess and we went door to door and hand delivered these invitations. In New York City? No, this was in- Oklahoma, Oklahoma. baby. In my brain, I was picturing you dressed as a milkmaid walking through like the Upper East Side being like, the galas tonight. (laughs) No, that would have been even more fun. Um, (laughs) I've done, I've done all sorts of stuff. I was, uh, uh, there was a company that used to hire me to be the Easter Bunny every year at their holiday party. Um, (laughs) Every year? I did it for like three or four years. Um, They hired me. Uh, (laughs) 
I've worked at. I love this. Like many No, because we've had a lot yeah. of UCB people, and I'm saying, like, there were mm-hmm. always weird jobs that they would post and give, uh, give oh, for sure. offer to to improvisers yes. and sketch actors yes. and writers, right? Yeah, so, like, so many weird ones. Uh, yeah, there's been so many. I, uh, I like like many comedians. I worked briefly in customer support for the con- for a contact company. Uh, oh, nice. And I was working those late night hours, and it was always other comedians just being, yeah. like, "What's up?" And you mean contact lenses? <laughs> yeah, contact lenses. Just, yeah, <laughs> just so <laughs> everyone understands how weird it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> I worked. I worked a lot of weird gigs when I first moved back to New York. I was doing like high end babysitting, and I had so many oh. weird clients. Like there was a French rock band that hired me for a week, and. Their kids didn't speak English and I didn't speak French. That was the weirdest week of my life. Wow. But they hired you for the whole week? <clears throat> Every night I would come and I would come at bedtime. So they were like, oh, it doesn't matter that you don't speak the language. The kids should be asleep. So I would come when the kids went to bed and they would go out and party and I would just stay at the hotel while they were out partying. <laughs> wow. I almost worked for one of these like high-end <clears throat> babysitting companies. They're so wild. It didn't work out. I think it was an awful. I had to, there were like seven kids. I did one job, and I was like, "There are seven children. Like, you can't." It was like a wedding, mm-hmm. and I had to be in a room with the kids. And oh, I was like, you can't be serious. Oh, I worked. Right. Yeah, I worked a wedding at the Mandarin Oriental once, but they didn't tell me it was a wedding. I thought I was just going because I often babysat at hotels. Oh, to a room. Yeah, because I did a lot of ho- like hotel sitting, and I walked in, and it was a black tie event, and I was supposed to be watching the kids at the head table, and I sat at the head table in a Target dress. <laughs> And they didn't tell you? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible. Oh, man. But that was a really good dinner. So. Lauren, uh, <laughs> that's good. Honestly, at least you got a good Mandarin Oriental meal out of that. <laughs> I love it. It was weird. Yeah. Did you have any weird, weird gigs, Caitlin? Oh, yeah. She's had so oh, many. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On that same. I have a job. I, I want to hear so all the weird things. So in one of my uh, Zoom writers' rooms this year, I had the joy. You said that so naturally. Mm-hmm. I had the joy of hearing someone else say they had heard about this gig. So this gig has become legendary. And I said, oh, by the wow. way, I was at that gig. So UCB used to, beyond like the casting notices and stuff, they used to just direct hire writers in particular uh, for the ad company. I believe they're called JWT. And they would hire mm. us for some of the weirdest stuff in the world. The famous one is, I was it was for Zyrtec, I think, though maybe it was Claritin because so... They didn't do a great job wow. with the branding because I don't know which one it was. <laughs> um, but it was for <laughs> us to write the dialogue for a video game to live on their website where Queen Latifah talks to a dog. Wait. <laughs> and this is uh, – hold up. This is a video game? So well, it's interactive? Yeah, it's interactive because, I mean, it's free on their website. So it's mm-hmm. not like Call of Duty level or something. But it is like you – it's interactive, I think, is the best way to put it. They couldn't it. get another celeb. They were like, we've got Queen Latifah and that is it. I we'll think make the, the other dog – I think the dog was proprietary to um, – Okay. Like that was their spokesperson. <laughs> so um, – yeah, so that was one. That one's become legendary. There was also one where they hired... There was a couple where they would hire all women, and the, you mm-hmm. knew you were in for something bad. Um, they <laughs> Some vodka company came out with a cupcake flavor, Oof. and oh, they okay. hired, like, eight female comedy writers. Great. But they really wanted us to just fill out a survey about, like, our dating life and, like, <gasps> basically, like, Sex in the City-like questions to try to, like market this cupcake vodka which we just refused to do and also just took the vodka um (laughs) these were these are like one or two day gigs so you can't really mess it up like it's just no um there was but i I hate that they didn't tell you like what you were actually there for like your research essentially i think i think caitlin and i also have this in common that we don't ask a whole lot of questions up front (laughs) and i think we've both just walked into a lot of spaces realizing that we might have maybe uh, walked into something we could have avoided if we had just asked a couple of questions. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I directed for UCB, this was at the old UCB East, a live show that was a partnership between Charmin, the toilet paper brand, and the Mm. New York City Department of Education. (laughs) This event was hosted by Wayne Brady. (gasps) What? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's just so many that that's like someone got high and they're like i see a vision it's a hat uh, on a hat on a hat mm-hmm. and yeah, what uh other friends of ours directed 
little vignettes of it that were written and performed by New York City high schoolers. Oh. So the show was Sketches by High Schoolers, hosted by Wayne Brady. He did improv with his daughter. The Charmin Bear was there. And I was the director. If anyone walked in, it's like, who's the highest ranking person in this room? They would have pointed to me and been like, this woman is responsible. Oh, my God. But it wasn't like you didn't, like, call up Wayne Brady and you're like, hey, I'd love to have you come and do nope. this no, show. No, I wish it had like- unfolded that way. There was also, I forgot, the Mix Awards, which I was the head writer for, again, booked through UCB. Now, I think we all know the Mix Awards. Those are the famous awards for branded content online. So they have a live thing, the Mix Awards? With two X's. They Mm -hmm. have an award show. Uh. They did. This has to have died. In the Marriott. um, I forgot about that. I was hired with five other UCB performers. I was the head writer and sort of our director though there was an entire show that we were not a part of like that they did like it's mm-hmm. almost like if you were hired for an award show and you're just going to do the comedy but it's very important okay. to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. and this is right probably 500 people are in this ballroom um they hated us from let me tell you the word go like not even and we knew we had to come back on six more times <laughs> including <laughs> one performer had to come out from behind in a grim reaper costume and this is long after they hated us uh, and we were supposed to have a green room. At the Why do you think they hated you? Just because you were the comedy? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it wasn't. They're there, I guess, to like free alcohol, mm-hmm. schmooze with um, like other people in their industry that they right. uh, want to hook up with that don't work at their exact company. Probably <laughs> they do want to get the award, even though they're making fun of it. Um, and then it's just like not funny. Like, so yeah. it's, they, I mean, all we were doing is making the show longer before they had to go out to the bar and we were supposed to get our own green room and they gave us the key, which was supposed to be a hotel room in the Marriott. We walk in, it's me. Imagine uh, a friend of all of our shows. Timothy Dunn is right behind me on my shoulder. Yeah. We walk in, there's a handle of vodka on top of the toilet. There's several open cases of beer. There's pill bottles everywhere. And there's a hospital bed. So I say, <gasps> we need to leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a random hotel room. Yes. Too. And we go downstairs. <laughs> no. <gasps> now, I'm going to say, folks, I'm not saying this person is responsible. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Right. And if you make connections, that's on you. We hand it back to the woman who had given it to us. And they say, well, there were a lot of problems up there. We described them. And they said, oh, I guess Kevin Spacey didn't completely check out yet. No way. <laughs> no. That's very juicy. And, yeah. he wa- and look, I'm not saying he's responsible for that at all because that's not for me to say. And I, I, I all I know is I walked into a hotel room and someone else said another thing. Was, oh, was he the keynote God. speaker? 100% yeah. he was. So he was there. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm blown away by this. Yeah, this is so. You've got such good Kevin Spacey tea. I mean, again, it's, is... it's not tea. It's just completely corollary. I accuse him of nothing other than being mm-hmm. <laughs> a great actor that just has stopped working for some reason, and it's not for me to investigate. <laughs> oh my god! So my dog yes. is portraying Kevin Spacey in a in a video that I that we shot. Ooh. Yeah, because we really felt like you know who who could portray who could play Kevin Spacey a toy poodle. You know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Well, if he needs to talk to me about any like things that I saw that again are unrelated, <laughs> but yeah, right. Maybe like what was in the bottles, you know, the pill bottles and everything. Just like what? <laughs> that's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're there on a little like corporate UCB gig. Yeah, correct. I wow. did a lot of corporate UCB gigs, and I'm thankful for the stories. <laughs> You must be. You got to be thankful. Um, I do remember right after that one, uh, someone who was working for UCB at the time was talking to Tim and I and was like, but this wasn't worth it to you guys, right? We were like, 100%, we're doing it again tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> anything for money. And it was so stupid. It was like, was it artistic? Was it putting the best face of UCB forward? No and no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love when you get hired to do something for being that, like, you're like, oh, you must be a comedic genius. Like, Jared and I once did a haunted house for a company, but we had to like, we had to like fake slap each other. We were like ghost makeup, but we had to be in this like, had this dramatic, like romantic, you know, like 
he slaps me and then we kiss and then I slap him and it was from some like fucking like podcast like radio company I don't even know what it was I but it. I remember being like someone knew us through a friend and they were like oh they do UCB stuff like they can probably like pull this off and they're dating so they can like slap each other and kiss each other like I huh? <laughs> I was like four hundred dollars I'm I'm a ghost beat me up okay I I love that stuff I had someone reach out to me once and go hey you're funny you do UCB stuff and you're a teacher right and I go yeah and they go cool 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 and they're like we know someone who's looking for entertainment for their child's birthday party and I was like what does uh -oh. that have to do with either of those other two things you mentioned and it there was this Orthodox Jewish family and they had had a rift in the family or some sort of drama. And it was going to mm -hmm. be the first time that like a lot of the family members were going to be in the same space uh, or something <laughs> since. And so the mom was like, I want to do something to get people like interact. She was just really worried. And so she wanted to hire a comedian to facilitate improv games to get the mm -hmm. family doing improv. And it was a wow, couple hundred bucks. That's so I went out to Far East Long Island and joined this Orthodox Jewish family on, uh, and we played improv games all day together. Were they like a brickman? She's one of us. Basically, like, they were just like, just nod your head if they <laughs> if they ask. And I was like, well, I'm Jewish. Like, well, you do fine. that. I was gonna say you do that with the camp stuff every year. I always mm -hmm. was so that sounded so fun because I was a camp counselor, yeah. obviously, and she would go and train the counselors. Yeah, it's with, so much fun. That job's fun. I love that job. Do you still do that if it's not a pandemic? Um, we did. We took the, the summer. We didn't um, do it, but we just had a meeting, and it looks like we're gonna we're we're exploring options for how, um, you know, depending on what happens, um, you know, if we can go in person, cool. If not, we're looking at offering some of the training virtually this year. Mm -hmm. um, is it like super fun? Like when I was a counselor, we like partied too, and you're like in the woods, so partying is like a case of beer by a tree and a fire. Like, is it fun like that? Or you're like, they, for them, maybe we're coming in and out. Like we're never, at, we're never at a camp for more than a night. So like, we don't get to be there for the party. We're just coming in doing our facilitation and leaving. But, um, the last, the last season that I worked, I got to hire, um, two of my friends from college, one of my friends who have, who's, I've been friends with since I was like middle school. And so the three of us got to like drive around the East coast bouncing around camp. So it was like so fun. I love that gig. That's fun. That gig is so fun. I love that gig. And the com camp should be around camp is beautiful. And there's something about like the, my, the CEO of that company is just such a good dude. And like, it's just like, everyone's just so nice. And I don't know. I love camp life forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, I have a question. Have either of you been fired from a job? Yeah. I think really? I think only once. But if it was once for you, I feel like you'd remember that. I think that. Oh, I remember what I was when I I it was the worst job in the world, but I'm I wonder if either of you ever do this. Did either of you there was this I forget the name of the company, but there was this company that for a while again through UCB was hiring people to do recap video like the scripts for recap videos oh, online. Yeah. I know um I don't know. There was a, there, I know there were a lot of UCB people doing it and it paid very little, but it was very easy. But um I, you had to like, it was one of those things where they would have like a Google doc or something and you had to claim your scripts in a certain amount of time and whatever. And the more you claim, the more money you got. And I claimed a bunch, but then my grandmother passed away oh, and no. I started getting these emails about like, there was some like, I maybe had some like typos or whatever, but this was all like, I was getting all these emails like the week of like leading up to and just after her death. And they were like, Hey, we need you to like fix stuff. And I was like, yeah, I just don't care. Like, I just, I don't care right now. This feels really stupid to me. Like, I don't, I love Grey's Anatomy, but like, I, I don't have the energy to care about this Grey's Anatomy. Like Owen, you want me to like spend time on a recap about who Owen is? Fuck Owen. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, see the redhead. Yeah. Yes. I, Go, wow, oh she remembers. Wow, I'm very, I'm very proud. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, they were basically like, "Hey, we're gonna take you off script writing, but if you want to keep doing VOs," and I was just like, "No, I don't want to do anything for you anymore." And <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't remember ever being fired anywhere else. It sounds like you really set yourself up for that one. You know, it was oh, unfortunate yeah. circumstances, was, but when you tell someone, I don't care. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth for this. And they were like, "We're gonna take you off the script writing," and I was like, "Oh, that's great." I'm done. Yeah. Or laid I, off. I don't know if either of you have been laid off where it's not like just you. Um, I mean, I've been fired from a writing job. Like, 
Really? Yeah. Like, I had just worked there for a while. And it was only, it was two months short of, like, when I was supposed to, like, be reevaluated or yeah. be done. And, like, it, it, it hurt. And, I mean, it, yeah. it was a bummer because people I worked with directly liked me. But I had worked there a while and never really clicked with the host. So, mm-hmm. it. It wouldn't have surprised me if in two months my contract was re- not renewed. It it shocked me that they couldn't wait two months to get rid of me. But I got rehired by that production company. So it was like not, it wasn't like a burnt bridge or anything, but I was surprised at how abruptly they felt the need to like make that change. And then it was also awkward because people who liked me had to fire me. Yeah. And oh, I no. actually just felt bad for them too, but I was still like, but mostly me. <laughs> yeah. Bad for that's awkward because sometimes you don't click with someone and that's not anyone's fault. Like, that's just... Yeah. And you're a great writer. Yeah, yeah. and I, they were and I like, knew... It wasn't surprising to me that I... Again, it wouldn't have shocked me except the timing. It's yeah. just like, wow, yeah. it's two more months. We couldn't have waited. <laughs> right. Seriously. felt yeah. like I was two more months good. Yeah. But I guess of not. Of course you were. <laughs> People are weird about that kind of shit. Like, when I was laid off from my day job, mm-hmm. it was on election day. I was like, you couldn't have waited one day. I was Ugh. just talking to a friend last night. One day. Who got fired right. on the same day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. This year? No, the 2016 election day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone remembers where they were that day. Mm-hmm. Why are you taking away my fucking, you know, benefits yeah. on that day? A good friend of mine was just, he, he was reminding me of how, like, he woke up that morning and wrote this big post about, like, I'm going into work today because that's what you do. And, like, this whole, and then walked into work, got fired. No. And he was like, oh, no. I guess I don't go to work anymore. <laughs> and I was oh, like, oh, no. baby. That's sad, yeah. especially when you put it out. I mean, I was probably Ooh. fucking eating a snack on the couch, like not at my desk, not answering phones, mm-hmm. you know, headphones in. And they were like, yeah, she's done. I probably didn't even vote. Well, I vote Pennsylvania. So I'm like, I didn't even have to go, plans to go and vote right. if I vote absentee. Right. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you two hold a job pretty well then. Yeah. I've I just really I've. I've had a few jobs that like I never formally quit and I wasn't fired, but we both we just kind of ghosted each other. Like I'm realizing uh, that contact job. She's a ghoster. We've had ghosters on this mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, I the contact job. I never quit. They never fired me, but I stopped going and they stopped calling. <laughs> like that's bizarre. Yeah, like that. I've had a couple of jobs like that. I think but I usually like a job where yeah. it's just a recap the X factor, which I've still mm-hmm. only seen once or twice. So I didn't do a great job. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's been on millions of seasons. I know it was, a, it was a particular season, but it was for an app that I'm sure folded immediately, but I yeah. was like hired to recap it. But then I had to go to LA. So I was like, Oh, the timing won't work. And like, I can't really do this for a few weeks. And then I'm just thinking right now, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah. <laughs> did I get did I am I still supposed to be doing that? <laughs> I feel like this this entire conversation has like sparked these like memories that Caitlin clearly like repressed. Mm-hmm. Like they're done. 100%. Had, yeah. <laughs> but they ended for I think I'm owed, you know, fifty bucks for that first episode that I recapped. <laughs> oh my god. And you I owe them check your email. Eight hundred episodes that I need to recap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did that with a job in, in the when I was panicking in the pandemic, I like had this moment where I was like, I did, I did a shoot. I never was paid mm-hmm. for this job this one weekend. I'm pretty sure I never got that money. And I like went back in my email and I was like, Hey, I know we worked together like seven months ago, but times are tough right now. Like, can you just check and see if I was paid? And they were like, you were, but it came from a different company. Yeah. So I didn't put it together when I checked my, my bank account. I was like, no, there's no check for this. I like, I lost my mind. Yeah. And I was like, I imagine the person on that end getting that email was like, Oh, this sad girl. Like, have she's you, fucking looking. Have you ever been paid twice for a gig? <laughs> Only no. when babysitting. Oh. <laughs> I. But that's good. I had a client who they would come home a little tipsy and mom would pay me and walk <gasps> out of the room and then dad would pay me. And then mom was so drunk she came back and one time they paid me three times. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah. they are so rich, I felt no guilt because I, they're, they had more money than God. Oh, my God. Um, well, I love that, though. 
I was going to say what divorced parents and they're both like here's here's more money and no, they just they, they were they hit that wasted they hit that PTA fundraiser so hard baby they came back <laughs> good it's for the kids it's for the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> I did work with a girl in a restaurant oh she was a dumb hostess and I don't mean I was a hostess forever she was just not bright I, and she told me that she thought that if you deposit the pay stubs, even if you get direct deposit, you get double. No, oh, no, no. Sweetheart. She's like, this, she, like, I was new and I remember her being like, yeah. And when you, like, she got paid that day and she, like, opened up. She's like, oh, sweet. And she's like, and if you deposit this, you also get your other check in the in your account. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell her. Oh, <laughs> let, let no. Her, but let her enjoy this. But that's what she's I like, had happen. I had... Uh, they gave me a check, not a pay stub, and direct deposited for the same uh, amount. Oh, and yeah. I asked a few people what I should do, and I did this. I said, I just want to know, according to your records, how many times was I paid? I want to cross with what I have. So I mm-hmm. let them know there could be an issue, but didn't spell mm-hmm. out what it was and kept both. Wow, Ooh, you're a queen. That's that's badass. Cool. Because I, I didn't want to get that. in trouble. I wanted to be like, right. well, I asked you about this. Right. Yeah. You did it. It was a very neutral way of like mm-hmm. being honest, but not saying That's like. smart. I like that. Yeah. I, Next time I get paid twice, mm-hmm. I'm coming to you. For I am my pretty sure the payroll email. person at that establishment was fired later, but probably. Uh, <laughs> I still walked away with the money. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay. So I want to ask you on your pod, mm-hmm. you, you stand everything. Yes. You stand a lot of things. And can you, can you give me a, like a proper de- definition of stan for the, for the listeners? We would love nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) To stan is to be an obsessive fan of anything. You know, a lot of times people limit it to just a celebrity, a show, a movie. Our our show is really proven. You can stan anything at all. Yeah, you can okay. you can stand everything from, you know, Shimu Lee to essential oils. That is what we have decided. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Does it Self-care. come from, do you follow the belief that it comes from that Eminem song? We've talked we about this. We acknowledge it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We think it does. And it's a somewhat problematic beginning, but we're trying to turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. Okay. We're reclaiming yeah. the word stand. Um, we, rec- we, we try to get out ahead of that. We're like, hey, you can't cancel us because we've already admitted it's a problem, but we're, we're redefining it. We're yeah. taking it back from him. <laughs> That's he smart. can't own it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Love it. <laughs> That's important. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, yeah. what do you stand in the workplace in an ideal job or it could be anything. It could be, you know, a coworker that, you know, you love to like an amazing boss to like that stapler that just like clicked perfect. Snacks. I don't know. A hundred percent. Free lunch. I do stand when the food is good and I love a workplace and they're so rare, but I love a workplace that has one of the... <laughs> fancy water machines that can be either seltzer or regular water. I knew she was going to say seltzer. I don't know why. I was like, she's going with that. What was the, what was it called? We had one. The bubbly or the, yeah, um, something like bubbly. Yeah, they like, it's one of those ones and it's usually like at the fancy jobs, they like, you can flavor your water too and it's Mm -hmm. like, suddenly you have cucumber seltzer water and it's like, yes. I love those machines so much. I agree, those are completely iconic. Yeah, I stand those machines. I feel weird saying it. I stand those seltzer machines. I stand it so hard. I do. I love, I love a place that's going to give me free stuff. If I can go grocery shopping at work, like, thank you. I rarely work jobs like that, but when I do, oh boy, the best. Yeah, my old day job we had breakfast and lunch uh-huh. so I was like yeah and I ordered the food so it was pretty nice because I was like oh what is that extra soup that got delivered okay like I'd be like dinner okay oh wow man. make it work yeah amazing yeah. I my stand is even more basic I just love regular hours <laughs> mm. Ooh, yeah. I love I knowing love my hours and I don't care yeah. I'd, I'd take longer hours that are known Mm-hmm. Than shorter uh-huh. unknown hours, like wow, I, that is so. And key, I even yeah. understand like, oh, Tuesdays are late because it's shoot day or whatever. That's fine. I I just don't just like when it's like random day to day. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you just spoke Ellen, like you just gave Ellen, like you know, yeah. the, the stand of the century. She's like hours that you know. Yeah, yeah. Very important. Got to have that yeah. work life balance. You know. Yes, well, yeah. and it's especially it's important. In the pandemic, because like your home, like your work life balance is already just like uh, not completely, existent. Yeah, <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just 
then if it's like, oh, and by the way, there's going to be a meeting at 8. And also, uh, but actually, tomorrow morning, we're not going to do anything. It's like, well, could we do something tomorrow morning, actually? Because that's work right. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jared was going through that. He has a new job. And, like, they were like, some, t- some weekends you might need to be uh, available on, like, this entire weekend. Like, he was just, like, every five seconds he tried to, like, sit down. And it's like, nope, hop on this. Oh, can you hop on a Zoom? Can you do this? It's, like, nonstop. Uh, I had a job, Crazy. a normal job, pre-pandem. And we, like, negotiated the rate and everything. And then they were like, yeah, and it's six days a week. I'm like, well, wait, now we have to go back because the right. rate I negotiated was certainly assuming it was five days a week. Why would mm-hmm. you ever assume it wasn't? Yeah. yeah. I thought of a stand. Can I stand? Yeah, I'm gonna stand. stand away. I'm going to stand in the workplace. I stand unlimited vacation days. Yeah. What? Those, mm-hmm. That exists? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a trust thing. Yeah. It's like a bond. It's like when you're setting up that, you know, when you're discussing your rate and your benefits and everything, and it's like they tell you that. It's like, all right, we... We're going to trust you to not take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's like, it's like, you don't have to worry about it. Oh You're sick. God. You got an audition. You got this. You got that. You know, until yeah. like four years in and then they're like, they're taking advantage of it. And you're like, well, I made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, husband is a manager at a software engineer company and they have unlimited time off. And like, mm-hmm. he, he is a huge now. proponent of it. And he talks about the trust issue. And also if people only have a certain amount of days, they will like, overuse them at the end of the year yeah. when it's not necessary like people and then everyone's off at once people get stressed about using what they have versus just knowing like maybe i didn't take a big vacation this year but next year it's going to be okay and like mm-hmm. it's he is a gigantic proponent of that yeah yeah that's cool lauren it'll happen i, I, I feel like <laughs> i got lost in a fantasy because i i i live that like <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's weird. I work full time, but I don't have a full time job because my full time job is a combination of different part time jobs. So I've never right. had. And that's the most stressful combination. Yeah. So I've never had like vacation That's days. why Zoom meetings are popping up on your calendar. Yeah. Because you have three different jobs. I know. they're like, oh, she's only part time here. She's free. That's the Little thing. Little do they know like, about two other jobs. I'm like, guys. Oh my God. I'm part time. Do they know that you're part time in other places? Yeah, but nobody seems to, like, really understand what that means. And I, like, you know what I mean? And I think they, I don't know. It's that thing. And I think especially with the pandemic, there's this assumption that, like, everyone is underemployed. And, like, Mm. certainly I don't feel, like, a lot of safety. I don't have a lot of job security. But at the moment, I'm not, like, underemployed. But there's this assumption that, like, oh, that part-timer, she must be so thirsty for more more. to do. And And it's, like, on one hand, yes. On the other hand... I, I pretend that I don't like sleep. I actually do like to sleep. I just <laughs> find it hard difficult to do these days. <laughs> Is there anything else we stand in the workplace? Ellen, do you stand something? Anybody stand? I, I'm at, now I'm really I love, I love it. that you're fully on board. You're like, you're standing hard. <laughs> She's floating in the air. You guys got to see me right now. I'm, I'm standing and standing. Wow. Mm, I um, stand like a really good holiday party. Like, oh, that don't of course. Yeah. If they don't Ooh. skimp on like a, like a nice holiday party with like yes. an open bar, like that's yep. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because <gasps> yeah, I've seen both kinds. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I also stand <laughs> a, a, a day of pay you weren't expecting. Like, I didn't know that I was going to get Ooh. paid for Veterans Day. And I got a random pay bump that yes. I didn't expect. And I was like, oh, I stay on this. Thank That's you. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like when I worked at the VC firm. And when I didn't know that when they sold a company, I had a piece <gasps> of the pool. Ooh. And I walked into work and they handed me a check and I I started crying and I like I was like should I hug you mm-hmm. and he was like you get the least amount of like anyone like this will buy you like I don't know a dinner and I was like this will buy me so much <laughs> I love it it was so good um, so oh good. man I love on the note of being the first first day of school many times in a row I love when they have a key card situation under mm. control from day one <laughs> I hate when you work like 10 days somewhere and they're like we're getting your key card you just have to show your ID every <laughs> single time you come and go it's fine yeah it's like oh I, yeah. I actually hate that and um it makes me feel unwelcome. I thought, gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you stand a first day of school outfit oh, for like your true. first day of work she <laughs> does like, oh I like I she think does I, that does too. She? I do that. I don't know if I stay on it. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I honest to God stand when you walk into a meeting and everybody knows why they're there and is prepared for being there. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, that's very good. cool. 
That's such a, that's such an employed person stand, like, you know. Like <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of zooms I've been in lately where people are just sitting there going, "What is this for?" Oh my God. <laughs> and that's like they're, st- well, they're still in their pajamas. That's everyone's why like, they're like, I, what's, "What is this? What's happening here?" And it's like, "Okay, I don't don't ask oh me." Oh my God! Oh, so fun. All right, I'm flipping it around. What do we not stand in the workplace? Ooh. That's my last. Stand of the um, day. <laughs> it's a negative one. <laughs> oh man, this is. I can start. Uh, oh, I mean, I yeah. hate L- Ellen. I'm has gonna a jump in here. Come on, yeah, go for the it, Ellen. Um, I hate like icebreaker or like oh, questions, yeah. like little like oh, HR yeah. sort of 100%. games. percent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, tell us your favorite ice cream flavor and where you're from. Like those kinds of icebreakers. Yeah, any of that. Hate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awkward and stupid. Yeah. Um, I hate like jokes about like sexual harassment, like as if Oof. like mm. like as if like that's an other workplace problem. We could never have that problem here, so we can just freely joke. And it's like, why don't we just not bring it up? Let's just not yeah. bring it up unless it's a serious issue, because there's lots of other things to joke about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's also the fact that you you can come up with those scenarios as jokes is is yes. red flag. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like now I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. I've had so many male bosses be like, I probably shouldn't say that to you, right? And I'm like, No, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. The the fact that your brain already went there. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah fuck there off. you answered it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? I I think I think the best way to say what I what I anti stan is performative <laughs> collaboration, which to me is just like when people waste your time when at the end of the day they're just gonna do what they're gonna do. But like you yeah. have like like I have found yes. especially my dudes, my male colleagues, why are you wasting my time with these hours long meeting when you just going to turn around and do what you're going to do? And then you, mm-hmm. I, I, I was in a situation recently where I, I found myself sort of blindsided by a male colleague and I, and I was just like, damn bro, not only did you, you waste, you wasted so much of everybody's time to ultimately yeah. be like, I don't care. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it. That's happened plenty to me. Like, even when you're, like, being creative mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're, like, coming up with cool ideas, and then they just are like, well, this is how we're going to do it anyway. Like, we gave her the time. Yeah. We gave her the... It's so patronizing to be... We let her feel mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate Ugh. that. Ugh. I would rather someone just from the get be like, that's not going to work. Cool. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Don't waste my time. It's not. It's so disrespectful to knowingly let someone put time and energy into something when you know that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. That's a good one. I hate Honestly, one. I hope everyone listening to yeah. this learned something from it. Okay. <laughs> don't waste people's time. I think time is like the most precious commodity a human has. And so yes. any, when it's disrespected, I think there's nothing shittier you can do. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I I. I work for this company remotely and they pay me to give feedback about certain events. And I'm like, that is a nice way to use my time. You're going to pay me to to give you feedback. Whereas like it could have been like, mm-hmm. hey, can we just get some yeah. feedback because you work for us? That's cool. And I probably would have been like, oh, I got to sign on to this thing. But I give them amazing feedback. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I'm right. being paid. What You ask me whatever you want to know. Like if you're paying me for my time, I'm going to give you absolutely everything I can give. Like, yes. I think that's a smart way to do it. I never, like, thought about that before. And I'm like, wow. They're like, this was so helpful. I'm like, well, this was also helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit goes a long way, you know? Just feeling, like, you know, feeling genuinely appreciated. Oh, I'll Mm -hmm. work so much harder for you. Come on now. Totally. I love it. Any other not stands before we wrap this up? This is good. People are getting a lot of lessons right now. (laughs) Having two employed people on is very helpful. I appreciate this. Oh, I, oh, here is my, this is a new one. This is one that is come out of the quarantine. I do not stand when someone starts a communication, whether it's email or in a meeting or on a phone, whatever it is, but do not start a communication with me saying, sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. It's been a really hard time for me. (laughs) Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I hope you respond with, yeah, same. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I just... And you not getting back to me? 
part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The it's been a hard time for me right now. We all mm, come on. Come mm-hmm. on. Acknowledge. I thought you were going to say switching uh, like mediums, like switching, you know, if you're emailing someone and then you follow up on Slack or oh, on a text. I or, like, can't oh, get, that. Yeah, I yeah. Can't get mad about that because I'm you a are. perpetuator of that, <laughs> uh, particularly with Caitlin. I, yeah. If I'm not talking to Caitlin on six different platforms every day, then something's wrong. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> now things are like more settled just by virtue of we're home all the time, but I had mm-hmm. to make her um, download Slack and only talk to me about things with podcasts or live shows or pilots that we're doing on mm-hmm. that channel because it would just get yeah. lost in like, mm-hmm. it was impossible to find anything. So, yeah. but now I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner with that. In pandemic, I'm glad you found your workflow easier. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I think yeah. it's like because I just have time to sit and find your message. Whereas, like, <laughs> running around Manhattan, I was like, "Where did you put this?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Someday, we'll, someday we'll have Slack. We'll have to bring the Slack channel back. We will. One day. One day. I'm. I hate Slack. that. That Slack. That sound. <laughs> oh god, so triggering. I'm over it. When Jared has his on, I'm like, turn it off. Put a headphone in. I. I don't have to be on it all day long. Ellen's like, you know what I mean. That Slack. You know, message. I don't think I've ever had the sound on. Yeah, the notifications are annoying. I don't understand why anyone would have them on. No. Tell Jared to turn that off. Check his settings. Well, then he'll miss them. So, you know, they're on for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys, this was so much fun. I love talking work with you. A dream. dream. I'm so happy we made it work. And I wanted to know what people can, you know, where can everyone find you? What people can, you know, expect on the standing Mm. podcast right now? I know you're doing a live event, live events and stuff. Anything to plug? Yeah. Of course. Well, you can find us at We Stand Social across all social media. Our podcast is called We Stand Together. It's, you know, wherever your favorite podcast goes. get to your phone or device, you'll find us there too. Yeah. And uh, we've got a bunch of really fun episodes coming up. We've got, we're doing an episode with Eric Cunningham all about daytime talk shows. We put together a a panel to talk about 10,000 takes on Madonna that's coming out. Um, We've got a really fun episode that is all original fan fiction by different comedians and non-comedians and all sorts of folks uh we we go all over the place uh yeah yeah. and we do do live shows pretty frequently so live you know to your computer um (laughs) and uh so just follow us on social and you'll find all the fun stuff we're doing Mm-hmm. Cool. And do you want to plug your regular handles too? Because people are going to love your stories oh gosh, and they love you. you. So much, sure. Though. You can you find know. me at Caterade. And you can find me at Lauren A. Brickman. Okay, amazing. That's it. Yes. That is, they're hiring me. They have so many mm-hmm. jobs. Well, Lauren's hiring all of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I got. Mm-hmm. She needs yeah. a couple of assistants, yeah, it looks like. <laughs> I know. Um, that's another episode of Unemployed. You can find us at Unemployed Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Listen to the other episodes. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a job. And uh, I'll see you next time. Oh, and you can watch this video on Patreon check out the Patreon. Give us a couple bucks. You know, you can tell we need some money. All right. <laughs> Love you. Bye. What's up, everyone? It's Anna, and I am here with a little post-game uh, episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. We have an amazing Patreon. We're posting videos of all of our episodes every week, and everyone who donates to the Patreon is allowed to see those, and we would love for you to join in. But right now, I gotta give a shout-out to our patrons who are donating money to us, who we appreciate and we love. Shout-out to Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, Chris Arneson, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, Vic T- Terry and Jonathan Ediger. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and me and Ellen and everyone else who out there who's unemployed. We really appreciate it. And if you want to join, you can just go to patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. And like you can just donate $5 a month or something really small, you know, anything, anything helps. And we love it. And we are here for you. And we will keep putting these out until until we're all so successful that we have absolutely no time to make a podcast. Just kidding. But check out the Patreon. Thanks. Love you. Bye.